I will. Hi there, this is Shelly. Hello, it's Andrew. Welcome to What She Watching Podcast. I'm just not with it. Sorry. Welcome to What She Watching Podcast, and I'm Shelly. And I'm Andrea. And And we are just chilling. We're just chilling. We're just chilling. Chilling, having a drink. Having a drink. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. I enjoy it. It is. Yeah. And we get to talk about two of our favorite ladies again. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yes. It's going to be so fun talking about these ladies, too. Because they're just, really I say this every single week, but I'm like, they're just <laughs> so spectacular. <laughs> they are in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The ladies that we have talked about in our past episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like are still crushing it. Like Kate Winslet just won oh, absolutely. a BAFTA. She did. Kate Blanchett is showing up at Cannes with a new movie with the Cannes Film Festival looking amazing she just spectacular style yeah yes natalie portman Mm. is also at can opening up a new movie with um todd haynes who directed carol with Mm. julianne moore i'm looking forward to that movie julianne moore so good i know our ladies are crushing it angelina's got a new one coming out Sandra did just announce that she is taking a break from movies. So she's got two kids at home. That. She does, and yeah. they're young. They're like they are young. under ten. Yep, and that's and okay that's, for her to do. It's a lot of stuff, and she. It's not yes. like she doesn't have a good resume already. That's right. <laughs> it's not like yes. she can't take a hiatus. <laughs> no, but I just feel like our ladies are crushing it, and I love it because they're all like late forties, fifties. They're still exactly. relevant. Exactly. Yes. And they've they've mm-hmm. maintained that quality throughout the decade. Cole's got like we're gonna talk about Nicole and she's kinda mm. like I looked at her IMDB like fifteen upcoming credits that she's involved in. It she's Julia's got a new movie, like just so good. I, it's yeah. it's so good. Um so first Sorry, off I the bat on that tangent. No, but it's it's true because we we picked movies, or movies. We picked actresses that really inspired us growing up, and it's really good to see that they are still doing that kind of work that's really relevant yeah. and mm-hmm. tangible today in 2023. Because that's, that's important. It is important, especially for women as we age, and we understand this as we age. Mm-hmm. Um, just how awesome and incredible it is to see our ladies still working mm-hmm. and again like you said being relevant it's awesome mm-hmm. they're thriving they're still thriving they're and thriving. that's really cool yes it is that's really cool Very. i i agree and mm-hmm. um so andra what what yes. have you been watching lately what do you want to discuss <sighs> okay so i want to bring up to talk about yellow jackets show. but what else <laughs> yeah oh this latest Such a episode, good episode. Uh, okay, so I have to bring up the show that I am watching on HBO. It is called Somebody Somewhere. Have okay. you heard of this one, Shelly? I have not, but I just resubscribed okay. to HBO, so fill me in. You're catching up. So this is a show um, starring Bridget Everett, who's a comedian. You all may know her. I think Amy Schumer helped bring her mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and into the forefront. Um, it's... Uh, Mark Duplass, if you know him, it's his I production love Mark company. Mark Duplass, okay. yes, he's so great. I just he's I respect him for like and putting a show like this on. Hilarious, HBO. Hilarious, yeah. yeah. 
So this show stars Bridget Everett and um, his name, his last name is Hiller. Um, anyway, it's about, she has to go back home to a small town in Kansas, kind of like, you know, we talked about Hope Floats, Floats last mm-hmm. week. Um, Cause her sister dies and she's got to take care of her family, but it's just a show that is about life. It's so authentic. Small town, Kansas, where she Bridget ever is from. Um, it's her and this gay best friend that she makes. Oh, and I love, I love shows and movies that I'm going to try not to go on a little rant about this, but um, I love on. it. Okay. You know, we were taught, you got to go to the big city or New York, LA, mm-hmm. you know, you get to be somebody, you have to go out and go, mm-hmm. go for and that, go somewhere. And that the interesting things in life or the interesting people in life are not from a small town in the middle mm-hmm. of America. When, when reality, we know Shelly, that that's not the truth. That's not true at all. And you can find community. You can find queer community. You can find people that are caring mm-hmm. and loving in small town America, mm-hmm. even today. And I love that the show um, portrays that. And it's a great, authentic, it's the most real show you'll ever watch. Mm-hmm. Um, family, friends, community in a small town. It's and funny. What is it it's called heartfelt. Again? Somebody somewhere. Somebody there is, somewhere. That's a great They're currently in their second season. Okay. And it's okay. just a 30-minute delightful if you want to. I mean, it's serious, but it's comedy at the same time, like mm-hmm. life is. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I highly recommend it. Everybody needs to watch it. Well, my motto is, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So, there you, go. <laughs> you know, in situations like that, it's best to have some levity. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely need to check that one out. Yeah. Sounds good. Check it out. It's very good. Very good. I think you'd like it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I, what about you? Uh, I just, and I was texting you through the whole thing. So yes. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But okay. I, I'm a big Hulu fan. I love their mm-hmm. B-list horror movies. They're just cheesy and great but i logged in today and i saw this hillsong thing the documentary mm-hmm. and i'd seen i'd heard about it and i was like you know i was in the church when hillsong was really big i was in a worship band we sang these songs and the songs are great i'm not saying mm-hmm. anything about the songs yeah but you know it's about kind of the rise and downfall of the hillsong church and I, i'm i'm a documentary fan i love a good doc and I really yeah. like a good docu series, um, mm-hmm. and this one delivers because it just it, it, one of the first things that um, is said when it opens. It's it's from a journalist, an investigative journalist who is right who was writing about this and studying. And he said, you know, I love it when you go in to a piece and you're investigating one thing, and then it just you can compl- you write about something completely different because there's so many layers to it. And yeah. Um, that's, that's what this is. I mean, it's just, you know, we've talked briefly about how you and I grew up in a very conservative church Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. kind of the effects that that has had. And this Mm -hmm. really, it hits the nail on the head. It It talks about, you know, hits home hypocrisy, spiritual Mm -hmm. abuse, you know, Mm -hmm. representation, just, and basically how, you know, in, in, evangelical churches especially mega churches yeah become corporatized and it, mm-hmm. it it you lose 
a lot of things when that happens. And it just is so spot on and eye opening. Um, I would encourage anyone to watch it because Mm -hmm. it is, it's so good. There's two episodes out right now. There's two more coming. And I didn't realize that until I ended episode two. (laughs) And I was like, what? That can't be the end. But I I saw Mm -hmm. that it's a four part docuseries. So I was like, oh, thank God. This was like, that was on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. For sure. But um, really, really, really well done. Um, So I would, I would suggest Mm -hmm. you, uh, watch that for sure <clears throat> for sure just what I'm I've been highly interested highly interested in that i mean i feel like they've been in the news previously mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because they have celebrity clientele mm-hmm. justin bieber chris kardashians, kardashians. I mean, he, he, the pastor baptized justin bieber and yeah like, there's just a lot of mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. It, it really kind of takes a look at, you know, it's, it's, it's an expose. It takes a look at yeah, what is underneath that? What comes with that? You know, what is genuine? Mm-hmm. What is, what is not? And um, right. it's very timely, very timely. Oh yeah. Very. Yeah. We're going to check that out. Yeah. You have to. I also, um, <laughs> you and I were talking about this a minute ago. I, I, you know, every Saturday I like to hang out with my cousin and we, we cook something and we watch mm-hmm. something. And um, mm-hmm. last night we've been going, we've been working our way through the Scream series. And awesome. um, we watched Scream 5 last night that came out last year in mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So, so good. incredibly meta. I can't even. <laughs> and I just kept saying that and Claire was like, okay, I get it. It's meta, yeah. whatever. But it is. And it's so <laughs> well done. It um, is. So it introduces yeah. you to the new generation. Of it does. Screen. It's a reboot. Uh, it's it's the actresses, actors, yeah. actresses in it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the movie, good. they talk about that. They're like, well, it's a requel. It's not really a reboot. It's not really a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a requel. And I'm like, mm, that, yeah. okay, that fits. That works. It's, you know, it, yeah. it's like Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. Jason, that kind of same vibe, yep. but it's, it's so good. I love it. So good. Yeah. And like Jenna Ortega. Mm. Uh, Melissa Barrera and Jasmine Savoy Brown, mm. who is in Yellow Jackets. If you're uh, watching Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets. Hello. Um, so good, so good. And it, briefly, can we can we just talk yeah. briefly about the last Yellow Jackets episode without giving any spoilers? Because I watched it and I'm dying to speak about it. I am too, but we can't give spoilers. I just want to say. Yes. The Lord of the Flies came out in this episode. Sure I was waiting did. for them to go off the rails. And I was like, here we are. Here we in are. In a big way. In a big way. And it, you're like, is Holy. this really? Yeah, it is. And it's yeah. so good. So done. So good. So good. So good. I mean, yeah, we can't. I mean, we can't say we much. We can't talk about it. But no. Go watch For it. For those of you that have not watched it, please go watch it. Go watch it. It is worth a Showtime add-on for no, it seriously the run is. of the show. It seriously is. Watch and there's it. some other series yeah. that I really want to see on Showtime. Mm-hmm. There's that one with Brian Cranston that I really want to watch. Yeah. Um, he's Your one Honor. of my favorites. Yes, Your Honor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But man, the well, show you know, is so good. You know, Showtime is the home of the L Word. The original mm-hmm. L Word and mm-hmm. the L Word reboot. Oh, they did a reboot. Generation Q and... They cancel it's 
there's three seasons. They canceled it, but I have heard that they are going to do maybe a spinoff like set in New York, L word, oh, coming okay. soon. So there's hope. Okay. There's hope okay. for more. Well, where was the original L word set? L.A. Very LA. L.A. Okay. Very. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Very L.A. Because, yes. you know, these these shows are typically set in one of those mm-hmm. places. New York or L.A.? L.A. or New so. York. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So watch uh, somebody somewhere mm-hmm. if you want the uh, middle America, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not quite L word, but uh, queer representation in middle America. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I definitely need to watch that. That sounds great. But I think you'd relate to it too. It's like anybody again that grew up in um, the South, smallish, town, the Midwest, south. with like a church on every corner, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, All right. So this week we're talking about Julia and Nicole, and Andra is going to yes. go first. Yeah, talking about one of our biggest female heroes growing up, and mm-hmm. definitely one of Andros. So, take it away for sure. All right, Shelley. So, as you know, we are going through stuff, and I found. I'm so happy this is, I found this. this. Is a gem. It is a <laughs> pure gem, and I am so gem. happy you found it. Can you hear me wrinkling this newspaper? It is a physical a newspaper, bit. guys. It's a physical newspaper. And so, the, what's the name of the newspaper? Oh my gosh, this dates us a little bit. It in dates the town us that we grew up in, and it explains and the high school name that we went to. <laughs> so, this is the high school newspaper. Everyone. At Midland Lee, at Midland Lee Midland High School, Lee, our Midland Lee for Robert E. Lee, and our mm-hmm. mascot was the Rebels, yes, mm-hmm. and our newspaper was called the Dixie Dispatch. Yes, it was. Yes, so I was on the high school newspaper staff, if you will. Which is, I thought was just so cool. <laughs> I thought it was the mm. coolest thing. It's like, she's I mean, be like this journalist. Just, well, I mean, I was, a, at the time, you know, that's what I thought I was going to do, so I had mm-hmm. to join the paper. Well, Yeah. So my first, my first assignment, um, I was going to be the entertainment, you know, I'm the entertainment um, reporter for the Dixie Dispatch, Uh right? So this paper is dated September 11th, 1999. Isn't that crazy? 99. 99. So you were a junior. Yes. Senior, junior, senior, that area. That would have been my se- that would have been my senior year. Yeah, it could have been your senior year. Yeah, because you graduated in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So my first assignment, which I I picked, I wanted to write about Julia Roberts because we had just come off a Julia Roberts summer that mm-hmm. year. By the way, mm-hmm. um, she was the hottest. I mean, at the highest point of her career, right? She really so, was. She, she really, was. Uh, she was the it woman like she was you know how sandy was and everything so was julia mm-hmm. and like everything it, it, people were still going to theaters like anybody would go mm-hmm. see romantic comedy and if anybody. it had julia in it she was in she you would go see there, it you'd go see it yeah so i had to do a a article and i i titled it america's pretty woman mm. ah, original huh no it really is okay. that was good all right so 
you know, this is going to be for my bio, like about Julia. I'm just going to read you the article here quickly. I don't think it's too long, but if it gets too long, tell me, Shelly. No, like, I think okay, you just need to read it because this is going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Okay. America's Pretty Woman by Andrea Cobb. She is the box office queen of the century. <laughs> no other actress in history has had more box office success than Julia Roberts. Seven of her movies have made over $100 million in the box office. This summer, she has had two movies, Notting Hill and Runaway Bride. Oh, so good. Two, two movies in one summer? That doesn't mm-hmm. happen much anymore, Mm-mm. by the way. Um, they have projected grosses, grosses of 116 and 145 million, respectively, for a total of 260 million, and that is just the summertime. Look at that it math. May be, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it may be easy to note that she draws crowds, but it hasn't always been this easy. Miss Roberts has come a long way from her shy George girl to one of the most talked about actresses of the century. She grew up in Smyrna, Georgia with her two older siblings, Eric and Lisa. Her father, Walter, owned an acting workshop in which her mother helped. Many times the family um, income would be around the poverty line. Ironically enough, it was her older siblings that were serious about acting. Julia was not, um, she did not want to be an actress. She wanted to be a veterinarian until she took biology. Um, eventually her parents divorced. She and her sister moved in with her mother, but she stayed close to her father. After the divorce, her father would develop throat cancer. His health quickly declined in December of 1977. Julia told Ladies Home Journal, my father's death changed the course of my life. And at some point or another, it has altered every philosophy of my life I've ever had. Um, after graduation from high school, Julia decided to move to New York, where her brother lived. With her brother being a successful actor at the time, she got to read many scripts and tried out for many Emma Roberts' roles. dad, by the way. Yes, Eric Roberts, mm-hmm. who's also had a pretty lengthy he's pretty, he's had a pretty prolific career also. Yeah. Um, she tried out for many roles, but never got them. Julia finally got her break in a movie called Blood Red. The movie was not a success, but people noticed her unique on-screen presence. This role earned her a couple of more small roles, but never had any breakthroughs. Finally, she got a movie that would put her on the map. The role was first intended for Meg Ryan, but she was busy with another film. So at the age of 20, she was cast in Still Magnolia. Can you believe she was 20 in Still Magnolia? But watching it, yeah. But it, no. Yeah, I know. No. Uh, that performance earned her an Oscar nomination for supporting Shelby. actress. Shelby. Yeah, so sad. Then came one of her most memorable movies, Pretty Woman. And again, the following year, she earned another Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Since then, she's been pretty much constant, a constant force in the industry. She has gone to make such films as The Pelican Brief, My Best Friend's Wedding, Conspiracy Theory, Stepmom, and most recently Notting Hill and Runaway Bride. Nobody can draw the crowds to the movies like she can. Rupert Everett, her co-star in My Best Friend's mm. Wedding, said, She really is Miss America, isn't she? Oh, God. Who, <laughs> who would have ever thought the girl from Georgia would go on to be America's pretty woman? Bam. Andra, there you go. that was some quality writing. Was that quality entertainment reporting? I think that what? was really good. And, you know, I love that you quoted the Ladies Home Journal. Yes. Yeah. That was what we were. <laughs> if she was in it, we were going to read it. 
<laughs> we read it. That's probably the only thing I could find to like get a quote, you know, mm-hmm. like probably grab my mom's ladies home journal and was like, oh, this is good. Oh, Julia. <laughs> Julia, this is good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. It was so good. That was so good. Yeah. I was so excited and- when you had that article, too. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Um, I mean, I kept it. I still have it. It's so funny. Um, great. But I remember the, the local newspaper put out in the entertainment section of the local newspaper, mm-hmm. like, two weeks after this, a Julia Roberts profile. And I was like, they copied me. They did copy you. They stole it. They copied me. They did. That, was, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you, Shala. You're being very nice. No, it was very nice. <laughs> when I was that age, I was not writing articles. <laughs> this whole paper is just so awesome. Our the front page of it, by the way, this is so nineties. Skaters seek home for after school fun, Stop and there's it. a picture of um, a skater at the like front. Oh you can see it. Really oh cool. my god, I love it so much. I mean, oh my god, it is so. Artifact. It's, it's time like a, piece. It's a time warp is what it is. It really is. It's a time warp. Yeah. Yep, Skaters seek home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was fun. What a gem. Yes. So, I mean, my love for Julia goes back in the it 90s. It goes back 90s, decades. 80s. Yeah. 80s, actually. Really, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's okay, just one so- of those that we grew up with. She's always been a, a household name. So, we've just always, we've always known her. We always have. And she's always been in movies that were kind of accessible to us, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. We could uh, we could typically yeah. watch a Julie Roberts movie. Now, I did mm-hmm. it one. I remember when I was about six mm-hmm. um, or seven, I, I had stayed at a um, some relative's house. And my mm-hmm. brother and my brother and I had watched Pretty Woman, but uh-huh. we weren't supposed to watch Pretty Woman. And yeah. my brother let it slip in the car that we had watched. Oh, no. I was like, Andrew, you gotta stop it. Yes. We got we got in trouble for watching it. We got in trouble. And I was like, Well, I was <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch Pretty Woman until like my senior year of high school. But oh, yeah. I do remember my parents going on their date nights to the theater to watch it. And I mm-hmm. remember at the video store as a kid, just always like, Oh, mm-hmm. who's that lady on that cover? She's so pretty, you know. I could never watch it though. So maybe no. that was the one um that we couldn't watch. Yeah. Um so like a, an interesting fact in that article that I that I wrote that her parents ran like a acting school. Mm-hmm. Um and they were extremely poor and lived in poverty, but I just like you found this out too that um Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott mm-hmm. King were friends with Julia Roberts' parents and that her parents, I know, that her parents taught their children acting. Uh And then, because they were so close, they paid for the medical bills, Julia's mom, to, like, give birth to Julia. Like, they paid for her. That is wild. Isn't it? Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King and his wife paid for me to be born. Like, Julia Roberts' medical bill. (laughs) Oh, like Nobody. how crazy is that? That's crazy. Nobody. And it's just such like a random factoid. Like that just mm-hmm. it's a strange random connection. That's it's really, it really awesome. Is. It's just so it really is. wild to me. Wild. 
Shelly, should we tell our story now? I think we should like tell our, our story. Okay. Because we should. it's like, it, you know, this was around the time. We were still in high school when this happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I may have gone off to my first, like, year or so. Yeah, or, I may have been a It senior. was in the summertime. I may uh-huh. have gone off and I was home for the summer uh-huh. because I was working at Hollywood Video yes. at this time. That was a very important so that issue. Was, yes, it was. And so... That was my summer job from my first year at college. But you, you know, I, I came still, home. Yeah. I was home. I think it was yeah. the summer before my first mm-hmm. year at ACU. Yeah. And um, we we had heard through the grapevine. Which, which you story heard. are we going to tell? Okay. Are we so going to tell the one that happened in Midland or Snyder? Both. Okay. Both. The first one happened in Midland. Okay. Yes. Because you heard so from a neighbor, had, right? We had a neighbor down the street and he was a police officer and he was out in his yard one day and he knew that I was a movie fanatic and he saw my dad and he was like, Hey, you need to tell Shelly that Julia Roberts is filming scenes in downtown Midland. And my dad mm-hmm. was like, no, she's not. <laughs> what? No, she's not. Yeah. But dad told me. And I mm-hmm. automatically picked up the phone. I was like, Andra, get the, get the car, get the Camry. <laughs> get the we got to get downtown. The Camry. Yep. You remember the Camry. God, yep. we had matching Camry. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Tans Camrys. Yes. <laughs> Mine was green. Mine was a hunter green. Yours was tan. That's right. I had the tan one. You had the hunter green one. Yep. We were so cool. So cool. Such ballers. <laughs> But yeah, so I called Andra. She mm-hmm. came and picked me up, and we Good. sped down to Wall Street. Right? We brought we brought just in case. I had a painting. Of course, I had a painting of Julia Roberts. <laughs> you did. I re- I forgot we brought stuff. I had a painting of her hanging up in my room. Of course, so I brought yeah. it just in hopes that she would sign it. Absolutely. You brought, I think. What did you bring? Did you bring like some magazines? I brought a magazine that she was on the cover of. Mm-hmm. Listen, maybe she'll sign this. Her face is on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just thinking. No. Because, yeah, it was because this was before Snyder. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think we were the only people out across the street, but we saw them filming. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was for the same movie that we were extras in that we'll talk about in just a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same movie because her niece, Emma Roberts, was very young and she was actually filming in downtown Midland and Julia mm-hmm. was there. And the security guard was like, I'm sorry, we can't. Like, you, you have to go. leave, girls. <laughs> like, like, you, you we can't. love Julia. She's she right she there. Yeah. And he was like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> We watched, I think we bought, oh we, wa- we, we brought, we slide for a while. Did we bring we binoculars? We brought binoculars, we did. <laughs> <laughs> did. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we were just watching, but. <laughs> oh God, I forgot that. We did. We were watching her from the park. I was like, Dad, I, gone, I need your uh, binoculars. I need we, your binoculars. We parked. And we saw it, and we we're like, "That's it." So we walked mm-hmm. up, and the security guard was like, "Leave, <laughs> ladies, you can't. Like, you so can't. creepy." <laughs> I know, but we had so one creepy. set of binoculars for the both of us, so we had to take turns. 
We saw her. She was there. Oh my god, it was we amazing. It was amazing. I mean, that alone was worth it because we like we we're like looking through her binoculars, like, oh my god, that's her. We can tell that's her with her hair. And then she like stood up out of the chair. And oh yeah. Her and I totally Emma were just that. like running around and playing. And I was like, oh my god, she's just playing with her niece, like no, between it was an amazing cakes, moment. You know? It was an amazing <laughs> moment. If we stayed there for it a while, <laughs> then we're like, we okay, did. we should probably leave. <laughs> the security oh guard God. was nice. I think we were asking him a million questions like, is she nice? Is she nice? Is she so we nice? We were just really obnoxious about it. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, she was our hero. We were so excited. She was in, in our hometown. And she was in Midland for whatever reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. No. At all. It doesn't. No. You got to strike when opportunity hits. That's right. And then in the paper, probably a couple of weeks later, we saw the ad to be extras. Mm. Yes. In that same movie. It's, and the it movie called is called Grand Champion. Grand Champion about a rodeo mm-hmm. star. It's like right? a kid's movie. Yeah. yeah like, it's like a family movie. Emma Roberts is a star. There's a ton of famous people in this. George Strait. George Strait. We filmed a scene with George Strait. We did the hokey pokey with George Strait in Snyder, <laughs> yes, Texas. We did. Yes, we did. In the Snyder Coliseum. Um, Joey Lauren Adams happened to be there because oh she God, was in the movie so amazing. too. Um, also, Danny Motor, who is Julia Roberts' husband of like 20 mm-hmm. something years, mm-hmm. they met like on around this time. Set. On yeah, the set. On the set of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the press they tell everybody it was the Mexican because nobody knows what Grand Champion is. Like, what's Grand nobody Champion? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure we got cut. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure, pretty we sure. Got cut out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you watched it? Did you watch it? You no. Know, to be honest, no. I've never seen it. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I tried to freeze frame just to see if we could see us, and we can very quickly. Okay. We can. Okay. So we are in a movie. We are in a Julia Roberts we movie. Are. Yes. Within a scene with George Strait and Emma Roberts. And then Joey Lauren Adams had a scene later that day. But the amazing part of that was we got to really see the behind the scenes of so, what it takes to make a movie. So cool. You know? So cool. We we so were there cool. all day. We had to leave early. All day. Because Andrew had, had to get to, go to work. work. And we sat there and we really questioned whether she should call in mm-hmm. sick. Yes, we did. <clears throat> yes. But we drove back. We drove back. Because we were good girls. We were. It's like, I can't miss work. But that night in the evening shift, I got to tell everybody, hey, I was in a movie today. I, I was just in a movie today. It's you just know. an extra in a movie today. No big. It, yeah. it, it was really cool because we we showed up, you know, they kind of like mm-hmm. direct you where to go. And then they tell you, mm-hmm. they're like, if you don't want to be on camera, look at the camera. If you do want to be on camera, follow our directions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like we just, we were there all day. We were down on the mm-hmm. floor during some parts mm-hmm. and George was singing. And then yes. like in between takes, that's when he was like, let's do the hokey pokey. He'd be like, yeah. And then I'm he'd be like, like, what do y'all want me to sing? And then he's saying, I just want to dance with you. Um, oh, yes. Us. Oh, yeah. so good. We had His our own little personal concert. And then, like, the scene really was Emma Roberts was coming in from the back, and the crowd had to split, and she had to, like, run through the crowd to go up on mm-hmm. stage with mm-hmm. George. Um, and so it was just a million takes that the audience we had to do. We had to, like, and we act to- like we're clapping but make mm-hmm. no noise on one take. Mm-hmm. And then 
and like redo it the same way yeah. for con- yeah. continuity. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting and just it was so cool. The way to see like just the camera and it, it was mm-hmm. so, so cool. That was, was one very of the cool. most fun days I've ever had. And then Danny Motor, Julia's husband, was the cameraman that was closest mm-hmm. to us. So we no, he kind talked of to like, us. He talked to us a lot. Yeah, because we were just uh, hanging out there and we were just asking yeah. him questions. He was so nice. Well, Andrew and he I was were so very nice. curious. We still are. We were. We were just like, we are. what is this like? What do you do? It's Where so else nice. have you shot? What else have you done? <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy is like going to marry Julia Roberts and mm-hmm. have three kids with her. Seriously. Like, really? Seriously. <laughs> And Julia's sister was there, who looks like Julia. Do you mm-hmm. remember her being I there? I do. I do. Um, and they were all just hanging out, and it was awesome. It's just crazy. Was, and then, Shelly, do you remember this? We made Us Weekly because there was a big yes. story. That's what I was going to say. story about Danny Motor. Yeah. So there was the story about Danny Motor and Julia Roberts because he mm-hmm. was married at the time. It was a big scandal. Mm-hmm. Big and scandal. it was on us weekly and you and i were like that's our hand that's, that's our, our hand, hand right there that's you can tell that's my shirt yes <laughs> i think we bought the whole rack we, like, we, we bought a lot of things we bought we bought we the whole thing. <laughs> it's just ridiculous so that's who we were in high school in case anybody yes. was wondering <laughs> we are so oh, cool. lordy so cool oh lordy yep Anyway, that that's, our, so that's fun. our story. That's our story. That that's so our fun. Julia story. I, I thought it was very cool at the time. And I it just was. Thank you, it Champ still down is. The street. Champ down the street who who told my dad that Julia was in town. You're, you're the real you. hero. Thank you, Champ. Just yep. amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was. I guess. Okay. I guess we should talk about her career. Yeah, let's right? talk about her. Let's talk about her career. <laughs> By the way, she has a career. <laughs> She does have a career. It's it's lasted for a very very long time. Um. So as I you know I read you the article mm-hmm. how she got her start and like still Magnolia and Pretty Woman back to back were just major and huge. And I just watched this in uh, interview with her how she talked about um, she was filming another movie. I think she was filming Pelican Brief um, mm. after that. Mm-hmm. And she was in a small town, southern town, filming it. And she was so thankful for that because she wasn't around for, like, the hysteria that happened mm-hmm. after Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. She was, like, removed from it. Um, and then she comes back to – she comes back from filming that movie. And then all of a sudden she's got, like, paparazzi, like, men. Her she's life like, changed. Back then. Her life yes. changed completely. Her life changed. Yeah, and she was 21. She was <clears throat> 21 at the time. And she and she was able to handle that with a lot of poise and grace. Twenty one year old Shelly would have just gone unglued. ham. I would have too. Yep, I would have just yeah. gone ham. Yeah, I mean, she said when she got back to like L A. and stuff that uh, men would. She was like oh. at this time, like men would actually like hide in bushes, paparazzi, oh my God. to like get a picture. And sometimes she'd be like, they would just jump out in front of you, mm-hmm. and it was just constant after Pretty Woman came out. No. Um, and you can kind of see that she <clears throat> kind of tried to break away from that with her next two choices that she made that kind of bombed after that. Let me pull mm-hmm. up her. I think she tried. Um, I think there was one movie called Mary Riley that she yeah, made. I liked Mary Li- Riley. I liked, but yeah, it was I did very, too. it was mm-hmm. very dramatic. It was about um, yep. 
you know, somebody falling in love with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mm-hmm. Hyde. So it's yeah. a period piece. Yeah. So she yeah, did I mean, drama. Yeah, she did Flatliners, Sleeping with the Enemy, Dying Young, Hook. Oh, like Flatliners. I'm, yeah. Like this is back to back to back. Hook, The Player, Pelican Brief, I mm-hmm. Love Trouble, Something to Talk About, Everyone Says I Love You. She did an episode of Friends. Remember that? I Vaguely. Vaguely. Uh, Mary Riley, Michael Collins. So she kind of like had this huge moment. I think it's interesting mm-hmm. um, that after Pretty Woman, she had these so-so, like none of these mm-hmm. were just major they movies. major blockbuster hits. No, like they were not. No. I mean, the Pelican Brief did the okay. The Pelican Brief was. That's on my list, but yeah. it's a John Grisham. Mine so it's, too. It's kind of different. And, yeah, you know, that was with Denzel, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, after, like, those, I mean, the industry called them all flops, right? Um, then she makes in 97 My Best Friend's Wedding. And then it's like the press was like, oh, she's having, you know, this is a comeback. It was mm-hmm. very much a comeback movie for her because uh, people wanted to see her um, in, in that, in that role again. calm role. She, they yeah. didn't want to see her as a as a drama actress. They wanted her mm-hmm. to be that, you know, beauty relief kind of like. Yeah. But I kind of love, I love that my best friend's red wedding reverted the expectations of the genre of romantic mm-hmm. comedy because mm-hmm. she played a very, the anti-hero, if you will, mm-hmm. in my best friend's wedding. Yes. And she was not a likable character. No. Um, she was trying to break up a very happy relationship with, her best friend for for so much very selfish purposes by the way yes but you still loved her and she played against the trope of Mm -hmm. romantic comedy Mm -hmm. with my best friend's wedding well she was very relatable she was very Mm -hmm. relatable in that role you could see why she was Mm -hmm. like you could see the impetus behind it but you also could see like this isn't cool (laughs) i i just it was it was such a good movie and um, so I, I remember one scene where she was wearing like six different pairs of sunglasses. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> she had like one on her head, one on her face, one on uh-huh, her like, shirt. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know that is that's me because I've I love yeah. her, loved her in that movie. Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, she goes on to make, I mean, still hit after hit. It's just mm-hmm. it's constant like. Uh, also, in the interview, she was talking about like she worked. She said that she worked for like eighteen years straight. Every year, she did multiple yeah. movies. Uh, and well, you know that's why she flop years. She was she was working she was, her ass yeah. off the whole time. She was, and she. Um, I don't know. I mean, she continued to make movies until mm-hmm. like two thousand. I don't know. She took a break for a while. I'm like going through her IMDb page now. It's just Mm -hmm. like she has something. I kid you not every year. No, she does. Even though she's taken a break. Maybe not 2019. Yeah. But every year prior to that, you can see she's Mm -hmm. got something every year. She does. I actually love the career, the choices that she's making right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Like the TV roles that she did, Homecoming and Gaslit, um, I think were just so interesting and great. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess we can we'll we'll talk about that when I get into my my four favorites and runner runners up. But um, it's just interesting because she'll always say that she never wanted to be an actress. She 
she said that she watched her parents, you know, that was their big dream. Mm -hmm. And she saw her parents' dreams not come true. Like it never panned out for them. And so she just kind of assumed that everybody that's creative or wants to be an artist. They're going to be a starving artist. They're going to be starving. And her parents literally were. Um, So that's why she never like, she's like, I'm not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. I've I've watched my Mm -hmm. parents do this. I'm not going to do it. Um, until I think she said, you know, she was walking down the street with her brother in New York and, uh, he ran into somebody that he knew who was a casting agent that was like, who's this? And he's like, this is my sister. And he of course looks at her and he's like, um, she's gorgeous. You, you're like tall, tall. (laughs) yes. Mm -hmm. Like this presence, you know, this Mm -hmm. tall with the big curly hair. You know, I think both of our, I don't know if Julia's a natural redhead like Nicole is, but. Um, I, I don't know. She may be. And Nicole is more of like a strawberry blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she pulls off red really well. Mm-hmm. They both pull off red. Really well. Really yes. well. Really well. So this guy was like, please just come, like, please just come audition. Um, we can get you set up in classes. And she's like, I, you know, I grew up with parents that were acting um, teachers. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she's always said that she's never been classically trained. Like she never went to acting school. She just grew up in that, um, environment. So I think that is very telling too, because she mm -hmm. is a phenomenal actress. Like she, she really didn't need training because she was, she's, she's a natural at it. She is extremely natural at it. I, I feel like, um, when we talk about like Sandra or Julia, that I don't think that they get credit for their actual acting, acting talent that they talent. have. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I agree. And I think Julia also can do it all. She's done amazing dramatic work, but also she can be the funny uh, clown in a movie. Like she can do the physical comedy, like Sandra can. She can um, crack you up. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, she's got really good delivery, really Mm -hmm. good delivery and really good like timing with that, with those like comedic type roles. Yeah, And she's, she's funny. She is funny. But also very glamorous at the same time. Uh, So glamorous. I was watching this other interview with her that she did recently in 20, I think it was a 2019 interview and she had this gorgeous pink dress on and she Mm. had blonde hair at the time and she just looked just so stunning still Mm -hmm. like just beautiful Mm -hmm. and so classy and just so like also i love her in interviews because she's just hilarious too like well she's very personable and down to earth we've said that Mm a hundred thousand times but she she is she's very (laughs) she's very down to earth she seems like she's very easy to talk to and Mm -hmm. that's endearing that's an endearing quality i feel like it is and you know, we talked a little bit about Danny Motor. They, uh, they've been married for over twenty years. They have three kids. Mm-hmm. I think they live in Santa Fe. Awesome. Is it Santa Fe or Taos? I think it's Taos. I think it's Taos. They live in, which is close yep. to Santa Fe. Yes, it is. And she's talked about this too. That she just um, is so proud of her family. That's the thing that she is the most proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, she had two twins, and then she's got an older. I think she's got two boys and a in a girl. Um Phineas and, and Hazel she, are the twins, I know. Yes, Phineas and Hazel. And then 
Oh, I can't remember the third. Henry, one. Henry. Yeah, I think Henry. It's, yeah, it's an old-fashioned name, I think. Yeah. Do you know what's so sweet that I love about her is when she um, is on set, she gets really homesick. Like she doesn't like being away yeah. from home, and so she started knitting to kind of like ease her anxiousness and mm-hmm. like sadness from mm-hmm. just being away, away from, from home. So she's, yeah, she's just like this amazing knitter. And so she, she joked like if she made like a complete sweater, it's like, Oh, I was, this is my lonely meter. Like this is how lonely mm-hmm. I was. That makes sense. Because I, <laughs> I was able to knit an entire sweater, entire pants, sweater, a scarf <laughs> because I was so sad. I needed to go knit. Uh, but then she also writes handwritten letters still. So if she's like on set, she will write letters to her kids or her husband and mail them like old fashioned style. That is so cool. Isn't that sweet? That is so I cool. I love that. I love it. I, I love it. Because I feel, and I've said this before also, I feel like mm-hmm. letter writing and, and like cards, it, it's a lost art. And it is. It's sad because we. It is I, sad. Who doesn't love to get like. A special thing in the mail, like the mm-hmm. actual snail mail, and you get to yeah. open the envelope and figure out what it like. It's it's so fun. It is so fun. I just thought that was so sweet that she she does that, and um, I'm kind of a homebody too, mm-hmm. and so I extremely relate to mm-hmm. just like if I have to go on a work trip. Um, and I can't imagine, you know, like they go and they're away from home for months and months yeah, and months at that a time. Would, you that know? would drive like, me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was sweet. Um, So she's worked with some amazing directors, too. And I thought I'd talk about Steven Soderbergh is one of my favorite directors. He is one of my favorites as well. I was about to say Soderbergh. (laughs) Soderbergh, yes. Um, He just recently did a like an anniversary of Aaron Brockovich interview Mm. talking about the time that he had on Aaron Brockovich, which by the way, uh, we'll get, again, we'll get into when we do our four, but, um, he, he just loved working with Julia. I think they've worked together mm-hmm. three, three more times, three yeah. times in total, four times, maybe anyway. Um, but he said that she was so, um, on the set, they filmed like in Barstow and they all stayed at the Holiday Inn. And there was a bar right next door. It was like a restaurant diner bar, it had pool tables. Mm-hmm. And that the whole cast were just like in the evening times go hang out at the bar. They had a great time. Um, Julia Roberts came so prepared. He didn't know it because at that point he had just made a lot of indie movies. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like not mega, mega movies. He was a very known independent filmmaker that worked mm-hmm. a certain particular way. Like he was well, very you know if you're in a Soderbergh movie. You know yes. it's a Soderbergh movie, just though it's you the do. style, just kind of like mm-hmm. how you know it's a Coen Brothers or a Tarantino. Right. You know it's a Soderbergh. Yep. Yeah, in that he did not have to. You know, she's in every frame of Aaron Brockovich. I mean, it is her movie, but he never had to do. He said, "I never had to do more than three takes because she just nailed it every scene and was so natural and just." was a delight to just work with. She is a natural. Like she's just, some people just have that natural ability and she Mm -hmm. definitely does. There were so many times that he said that she would just kind of like improvise because she had that baby. If y'all remember the movie, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she filmed a lot of movies with a little young baby and that's not easy to do because Mm -hmm. babies don't know how to like, they don't respond for the camera. (laughs) No, they're babies. So she, 
was she's I mean he said that she was great and she improvised with the baby and like some of those scenes are in the film the just the naturalness that she had mm-hmm. um in those scenes and so I don't know there's so much about Julia that I just I love I think up until recently and I will say my timeline of movies I'm gonna say this don't be mad at me Shelley you have pre-Marvel, and then you have Marvel, <laughs> period. Do you not Julia, like Marvel? Did y'all not know that? Did you not know that? So up until Marvel came around, Julia was the top grossing female actress of all time. I think all her movies combined made at the box office around $2 billion. I think she was like $2 billion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think since then... Scarlet Joe, Scar Joe is mm-hmm. the top ranking because Black she's Widow. got a lot of yeah. Marvel, like Marvel well, box Marvel, office. Success. Marvel is very, Marvel is a family affair. You can bring anybody to a Marvel movie, and that's, that's right. gonna that's gonna make more money. And yeah. you know it, it, the the whole landscape of film has changed. Like the way things are made has just changed, and you have to have like this big kind of blow out blockbuster if you want to get people to the theater yeah you just have to but i mean julia did it with all the julia Mm -hmm. did it without the Mm -hmm. marvel movies she did it with romantic comedies and dramas exactly yeah you know she was able to do that Uh, so i thought that was interesting but i think scar joe's like maybe close to six billion Mm. uh worldwide yeah me too so yeah so shall I get into my top? I want to know your top four. Uh, how hard was this? This is for so you? hard. This is so. It was hard. pretty hard for me too. Yeah, it's so hard because again, she's done a, a lot, lot of work. A lot. Yeah. She's like Sandy in that. Yes, very much so. Okay, number four for me. I have to put the Pelican Brief in there because I love that movie. Here we go, John Grisham. It's on 90s. my list too. It's legal such thriller. A great, great movie. I will say, if you have not watched it, I recently rewatched it. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Julia's character is a young, like, legal student. Um, I feel like this could be extremely relevant even today's time. But mm-hmm. They're pretty much going like a Supreme Court justice has been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia's character. And Denzel Washington start investigating it. She's got this brief called the Pelican Brief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it again, it turns into this legal thriller um, in it's set so in New good. Orleans, Southern. Very know, John Grisham. Very mm-hmm. John Grisham. And his movies were so big at the time. You had this one. You so had, bad. you know, mm-hmm. um, To Kill a Mock. Uh, uh, to Kill a Mock. A Time to Kill. <laughs> you had mm-hmm. The Client. The Firm. The, the firm. firm. It's, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And her performance, she's so young in it. I thought she was probably 21 too when she filmed 22 maybe um with Denzel acting opposite Denzel. She I mean, I don't you can't steal the show from Denzel, but she kind Mm-mm. of like stole the show a little well, bit. Well, they were both nominated. Yeah, they were. Which and she played this nuanced, quiet character, you mm-hmm. know, not typical of Julia. Not, mm-hmm. It's kind of a nerd, will, a nerd, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, I have to put Pretty Woman in number 
I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. Pretty woman is still in our culture. Like, how many times has pretty woman been quoted in other movies or TV shows? How oh, many yeah. times do you see pretty woman in the background of something? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you can probably think of the lines and the iconic imagery from pretty woman. My like favorite that, line is I mean, big mistake. Huge. Big mistake. Huge. You work Who doesn't want right? to tell off you some work snobby person? <laughs> yes. That they they yeah. made a huge mistake. Everybody wants to do that, and she did, and it's just the best scene ever. It is, and then class. I feel like this is like classic cinema Hollywood scene where she's in the red dress, mm. that beautiful red dress, mm-hmm. going to the um, opera. Yes, and he closes. Richard he gives Gere. her that necklace. Oh, and she starts laughing. Richard Gere. and that laugh, like that's, that's iconic. The Julia laugh. That's her. It's that's like Julia that made laugh. her. Yes. Um. You know, it's kind of like Audrey Hepburn and Roman Holiday mm. when they stick the arm in and Gregory Peck's there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's Richard Gere and Julia, this version of it, and it's so iconic. And they have great on-screen on chemistry. They do. That movie, if y'all didn't know, was originally going to be a very dark, dark movie. The studio went bankrupt, and so they had the script out there for to be sold. And Gary Marshall, y'all know, we've talked about Gary and Penny Marshall. Good old Gary. Um, yeah. So Disney, I think, bought it, and Gary Marshall became attached to it, so they kind of changed it a little bit. But Gary Marshall did not want Julia Roberts at all to be in the movie. Like, she had to convince him to that be she in was the worth movie. it. Yes. Um, so it became, you know kind of a lighter romantic fair mm-hmm. than the original mm-hmm. script. And I think so it, it had been darker, it wouldn't have made such a big success, I don't think. No. No. It would not have. All right, number 2, I have to put my best friend's wedding at number it's so 2. Good. It's so good. This is one of my favorite it's on my romantic list comedies. Like we've talked about, it it subverts expectations of romantic mm-hmm. comedy. This mm-hmm. was the first time, like, a big studio romantic comedy put the lead as an antihero. Mm-hmm. We're so used to now, like, in our TV shows, the antihero, the unlikable characters yeah. being the main character. Yeah. Well, My Best Friend's Wedding did that in a romantic comedy form. Well, she but was also, not very likable. She was just not like She was likable, but she wasn't likable. And she's, and she's good at playing those kind of roles. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, she doesn't get the guy at the end no. either. No, and that she was doesn't. unpopular too, but that's reality. And I think that was yeah. really, really great. Really great. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the more you understand. The more you're like, like, oh, yep, I get no. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pushing that Even 40. though they were like 28 in the movie oh and God. at the time watching it, you're like, oh, they're so old. But now you're like, what? 28? That's I so wish young. I was 28. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's a great movie. I also love that they included and they had a gay like oh, main yeah. character as the best friend. Oh yeah. I, I watched like a reunion with them and they're like, Will and Grace kinda owes us some like um props royalties. because oh, okay. royalties. Because this came before Will and Grace and this was like the best friend with the gay mm-hmm. guy character. Singing um, that role. fabulous song. There's so many memorable scenes it's in this so, movie. It's such a great movie. It, it's my Watch favorite. It. Like if we're talking about romantic comedies, that is on my list. Mm-hmm. That is on my list. It's up oh, there yeah. with While You Were Sleeping. It's so good. Yep. So good. Uh, it's a Chicago, like the film on location. It's all on location. Chicago, very Chicago movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Julia, just gorgeous. And I love Cameron Diaz. I love Dermot oh Maroney. And I love Dermot Rupert Maroney. I, I, I love him so much. He he is just, mm-hmm. ugh, I love him. And, and anything he's, he's in, he, he has, he is a cutie. But he mm-hmm. he's really, he's a really good actor and has that really good presence. Yeah. He can play, you know, these romantic roles, but he can also be really scary and just mm. a really good actor. Yeah, he is. Um, I watched a reunion um, with the cast like a couple of years ago, and he loves this. Like, he is so cute how he talks about this movie. I love it. He's like, people still come up to me and want to talk to me about my best friend's wedding. Because like, it's such a classic. And how cool is that, that this in this day and age, people yeah. still want to talk to you about that? Because yep. it's still relevant, yep. honestly. It is. All right, number one, it has to be Erin Brockovich. It has to. This is the movie that earned her her Oscar. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that dress that she wore to the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iconic to black and white. Gore just. Gore just. Yes. She won the Oscar for it, rightfully so. Like I said, she's in that was every her year. of this movie. That was her year. Yes, it was. Like she did Ocean's Eleven pretty mm-hmm. shortly after that. And that's Steven Soderbergh, too. Like, he wanted to work with her again. No, yeah, because she was such a professional yeah. and a natural. Yeah. Yes. I love Aaron Brockovich. I just rewatched this one last night, actually. This movie, I say this a lot, but it's more relevant in today's time. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a movie about a single mother, a real woman named Aaron Brockovich, who goes up a corporate. Goes she up goes against up against a corporate America. Yeah that lied about poisoning citizens of a small town through their water. I mean, think about Flint, Michigan. Yep. That's still going on today. And I think the real Aaron Brockovich has worked on that Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I'm just, just like you're poisoning your residents. You're poisoning uh your residents. And they lied about it. They covered it up. And they're lying about it, covering it up. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Like greed, just the greed. Corporate corruption corporate greed in our country and um the single mom who was not a lawyer that just needed a job she just needed a job to put Mm -hmm. food on the table Mm -hmm. pay the bills gets a job at a law office um uncovers some like why is there doctor's bills attached to um lawyer fees and things Mm -hmm. like this like why Mm -hmm. why and then it really just really unraveling and digging deeper Mm -hmm. beyond what people would want to do because it yeah. takes it takes legwork and it takes somebody that is willing mm-hmm. to go that extra mile and dig deeper and ask those questions of those people mm-hmm. that don't want to be asked questions. Yeah. And and, it's and just it, fearless, just fearless. She was a say fearless. She was a fearless woman. She spoke her mind and Julia just performs these lines like there's so many great lines mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um she cussed a lot. She mm-hmm. she told everybody off. Um, I I very distinctly remember in the theater watching it and the crowd just cheering in, in yeah. those moments. Well, like because cheering. she was just saying everything that needed to be said, mm-hmm. and she was she was so good, so good as Aaron Brockovich. And if yeah. you look at it's the a, if you look at the stills, you're like, oh my god, she looks very similar. Just great, yeah, just great. It's it's a all time favorite movie of mine. Like I I would put it in my top ten favorite movies mm-hmm. at any given mm-hmm. point. Uh, it holds up. It holds up so well. Watch Aaron Brockovich if you have not watched it. Um, oh, and Steven Soderbergh is such a great director. He is such a I great think director. 
It's my favorite Soderbergh. I know he's got a lot to choose from, but it's mm-hmm. it's my favorite. Um, all right, runners up. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. like still Magnolia could have been put mm-hmm. in my top four. Mm-hmm. Mona Lisa Smile, I love it's such a good movie. Mona Lisa Smile. Have you watched this movie? I've, uh, yes, the cast Julia Styles, Julia Styles, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Kirsten Dunst, so and Julia good. Roberts. So good. So many big names. Um, August Osage County, Mystic Pizza, Sleeping with the Enemy, Conspiracy Theory. I loved um, Ocean's 11, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Closer, she made with our girl with Natalie, Natalie Portman from last week. Um, she made a movie with Nicole, who we're about to talk about, called The Secret in Their Eyes. It did mm-hmm. okay. It kind yeah, of it was okay. It was okay. Um I uh, like the the TVs the, the TV shows that she's doing lately. Gaslit and Stars. Um, it's she plays like this historical figure, Martha Mitchell. Okay. During the Nixon administration, I think she was married to Nixon's um, Attorney General, um, who at the time was this outspoken woman from Arkansas that um, really kind of. I don't know. She was against the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. She was an activist. Anyway, an activist. Yeah. An activist. Um, oh my gosh. I just, there's so much I could, so much I more I could talk I know. about. But I get it. We, I mean, we can't go on forever, Shelly. We just cannot. Well, let me tell you mine real quick. Um, mm-hmm. So my, Oh, that's that's Nicole. Hang on. So my <laughs> number four was my best friend's wedding because I it's, okay. like we just talked about mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna get into it, but just one of my favorites of all time. Um, yeah, Notting Hill. I oh, love Notting Hill, Hill because that was gonna be. It's just too. great. It's a great movie. You've got you know this this kind of interesting story and Hugh Grant being as Hugh Grant as he can. You know that bumbling cute like you know he's cute yes. and then um reese oh, reese with um the yeah. roommate it just yeah. hilarious hilarious he was so funny just being and Julie's just walking out yeah you just walk out underwear and would be dying with underwear <laughs> with and a, a snorkel mask <laughs> and julia's playing very meta because she's mm-hmm. playing a movie star exactly you know? she's playing a movie star exactly. which she understood at that time um, it's, she's playing a movie star that falls in love with a guy that runs a bookstore mm, in England. Well, and, and who wouldn't fall in love with a guy that runs a bookstore in England? No. It, it set me up for unrealistic line. expectations, Julia. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking a him to live. To asking him love to me. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, yep. My number two is The Pelican Brief because, mm-hmm. you know, I love me some John Grisham. I love me a mystery. I like yep. that that dark, weird stuff, and it was so good. And it was one of those that I could watch because mm-hmm. it was John Grisham, and I was allowed to read John yeah. Grisham. So yeah. I could watch it. And, yep. you know, Denzel, oh, yeah, Denzel. And then <laughs> Julie Roberts, it was so good. It's so good. Um, it is. My number one favorite of hers is Sleeping with the Enemy. I Ooh, love Sleeping yeah. with the Enemy. It is too. a thriller. Mm-hmm. If you have been or know anyone that has ever been through some kind of emotional abuse or manipulation by their spouse, emotional, physical, mental, yep. like any, it, it's terrifying. It is mm-hmm. terrifying. And the suspense in this movie 
is on point because you've, you've just got, it's just horrifying. It's horrifying to me. And um, she, she's a survivor that um, mm -hmm. escapes and starts a new life, but still has to Mm -hmm. live. I mean, it's a very, she has to live uh, in anonymity because she faked her own death. She faked her own Mm -hmm. death to get away from this, this guy. And she just knows in the back of her mind that he is that Mm -hmm. kind. That's not going to let it go. And you know, in the meantime, she does fall in love with this other really genuine kind guy, but you know, it's, it's so well executed and it, yeah, it, it makes you realize that villains are, can actually be human and, um, so good. So good. Um, it is my, my runners up are, um, let me find it here. Sorry, y'all. You still Magnolias with, um, Shelby and that Shelby. armadillo cake. Um, Ocean's Eleven. I yeah. love Eat, Pray, Love. That was one of my favorite ah, Julia movies. You yes. know, when she's sitting there talking to the gorgeous girl, you know, she's like, yeah. who cares? Eat the whole pizza. Eat the whole pizza. He mm-hmm. doesn't care how fat you are. He's he's seen you naked. He can't. He doesn't yeah. care. So, yeah. Such a good movie. Um, I loved America's Sweetheart. I yes. loved America's Sweetheart with uh, John mm-hmm. Cusack, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Just hilarious and so good mm-hmm. uh, pretty woman runaway bride was one of mm-hmm. my favorites another richard gear mm-hmm. julia duo I, um, I teamed up again and i i really liked hook she played a great tinkerbell yeah. yeah she did she played a great tinkerbell she did um she i mean there's so many i liked the mexican i liked um the new one that she did, Ticket to Paradise, with George mm-hmm. Clooney recently. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that was actually like a pretty good success. I, I think mm-hmm. I said uh, it made it made a fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. She's got a new one coming out that she's teaming up with Denzel again, by the way. Oh. Um, I think it's called, what is it called here? The Secret in Their Awe. No, that's that one. Hold on. I've got it. I've got it. Hold on. She worked with a director named Sam Raimi who did uh, I love Mr. Sam Robot. Raimi. And Sam Raimi's Homecoming. Amazing. He's just an amazing he, director. He's one of my yes, favorites. Well, he, he wanted to work with Julia again, so he wrote this role specifically for her. Um, it's going to come on Netflix. I'm going to get the name of it here. Is it Homecoming? Um, nope. It's not Homecoming. Leave the World Behind. Oh, okay. That's what it's okay. called. Okay. It's going to be her, Denzel. I think Kevin Bacon's in it. I don't think it's going to be released in movies. I think this is going to be a Netflix uh, release. I, which, I like and, that. Yeah. So, all right, Shelley. I mean, we we could talk more, but we got to move on to another queen, Nicole. Queen Nicole. Yep. Talk about stunning Nicole. She is probably. Oh, go ahead. Stunning. Okay, I just want to make this point really fast, really fast. Go for it. That Nicole Kidman. I think I told you this before. It's kind of the antithesis. Antithesis of Julia Roberts. Exactly. Antithesis of Julia. Whereas Nicole, and not in a bad way, I'm not saying this thing. Nicole made a little more independent films in the 90s with us growing up. I was not allowed to watch most of her movies in the 90s. She she chose to do more um, Mm non-mainstream, cerebral um, stuff, darker stuff. Um, it wasn't until like, after Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. that I that she really like, became obsessed with her yeah, because she and did, discovered more of yeah. her stuff. And and, and yeah. to that to that end, you know, 
one of my fun facts about her is she has an IQ of 132. So she what? is not an idiot. She is this no, beautiful, beautiful, stunning, glamorous woman, you mm-hmm. know, and she's a lot of times she plays blondes, you know, she was in the Stepford Wives and she can have mm-hmm. that kind of look, but she is brilliant and just brilliant. She, we talk about Julia having a presence. Nicole has a presence as well. And, um, yeah, they're both just tall, gorgeous, tall, tall mm-hmm. stunning women. And you know what? They're the same age. They're both 55. Did you know and that? they don't look 55. No. They don't look 55. They look just amazing. No. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, about her height, you know, it, I was reading, she would always wear flats when she was married to Tom Cruise because he's so short. But <laughs> it, and, and nothing against short guys. I don't, I really don't care how tall yeah. you are. It, it does not bother me. But it just, mm-hmm. because he's Tom Cruise and I think he's a big jerk face, I think it's funny. Yes. And so now <laughs> when they divorced, <laughs> she wears heels all the time. And, and all the time. Keith Urban is not a tall man. He's not a tall man. No. But he is not bothered by that. And that's no, he because not. he loves her. He loves her. Yes, he does. He it, they're, they're so the sweetest beautiful couple. together. They are. And they are beautiful together. They love each other. These Australians, I'm just like, oh my god. And can I people. can I just add very quickly that I respect Nicole Kidman so much for getting mm-hmm. out of that relationship with yeah. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um I cannot imagine Mm-mm. because he was ugh, getting into Scientology and re- she mm-hmm. refused to go there. Well, he was having an she affair, got out of it. Mm-hmm. you know, with like, Penelope Cruz and just yeah. like she, she had been very much pro like marriage and they were really, uh, you felt like they were the it couple. They were a strong, they had a strong marriage and then he just started going off the rails he did, and, and she is not going to stand for it. And I no, give her so I, much respect is, for that. That is huge to see huge. as a young girl who might be in a relationship that they don't need to be in that's toxic. Mm-hmm. It's okay to leave. It's okay to leave if it yep. is not serving your best interest. And mm-hmm. kudos to Nicole. Kudos to And she kudos. is way better off with Keith. I mean, he serenades her. So much better. I know. Come on. Right. Come on. About her. I, I know. Um, I know. And it, just a tidbit, because I sent this to Andrea too earlier. If y'all haven't watched Nicole Kidman oh, on yeah. Jimmy Fallon, I, I don't mm-hmm. remember what year that was. I need to go back and look. It was maybe 2016. I, I don't know. You know, Jimmy and, and Nicole, yeah. they're both married to other people now. But, you know, she was on an interview with him and she's like, well, I liked you. And you see his face like, yes. what? What? <laughs> if y'all haven't seen this interview Google it because it's it will great. make you cry laughing. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, and and the thing I like about this is she she is freaking Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. She is the most gorgeous woman in the world. Mm-hmm. She's the face of Chanel. And <laughs> she's like, I just thought you didn't like me and you weren't yeah. interested. And mm-hmm. then she goes, and then I thought maybe you were gay. <laughs> like she was like yeah "Yeah, i went over and i i thought you were really cute and you know Mm -hmm. you were just kind of like oh hello and you put on a video game and i was like okay i guess he's not interested in me and he's just sitting there beating his head against it like what what because i think his manager told him that um he maybe his manager said like like, nicole kidman wants to like meet you to mm-hmm. to do bewitched or something mm-hmm. like that and he's like mm-hmm. okay like she wants to come over to my apartment yeah what do i she what went do over I to do? his apartment like, nicole, kidman? nicole kidman went over to jimmy fallon's apartment and you know what he does 
He puts on a video he game. He plays video games. Like, and he, you see it in this interview. Like, he is like, what on. the hell? He, and he goes, and she I said, didn't have a clue. It's just great. She said that uh, he had a baseball cap on and sweatpants on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, man, he really does He's not. He's really not like, into me. zero interest in me. Really not and into she me. Wasn't, he wasn't talking to her. And she's like trying to start a conversation. And, he's and I think like, that that's, put on a video really, game. that's really great to see <laughs> that happen with these megastars because – that happens with with normal people taking you go over and you're like, I'm really nervous. I don't know what to say. I think I yeah. look okay. He might not think I look mm-hmm. okay. He is playing a video game. Okay. Obviously yeah. not interested. Not the case. But, so funny. But just watching that is probably – that will bring your tears to your eyes. You'll laugh so hard. Just they so couldn't good. get through the interview. They like, couldn't. They she, couldn't. You know, she was there to promote Paddington, I think. Uh-huh. They couldn't um, get through the interview. They couldn't get through it. Which I think is a hallmark of a great interview. (laughs) Me too. I love it. Um, But you know, you really see her funny side. You see her personality. And and like you said, Mm -hmm. she does a lot of these darker um, Mm -hmm. movies. She's done some very light things. Like you said, Bewitched, Mm -hmm. Paddington, you know, Mm -hmm. she does um, some of those, but she's, she's a very, she's also very selective in Mm -hmm. her roles. And she, she is a great dramatic force um she just has that that star power about her um she was born um you know she's australian mm-hmm. and she was actually born in hawaii but they they transplanted oh, yeah. to australia and um mm-hmm. her parents were on educational visas in hawaii when she was born um her her mom nice. is a, was a nursing instructor and her dad was a biochemist and clinical psychologist so wow she's smart because her parents yeah. <laughs> were freaking smart. Um, she she first really got into ballet, which you can mm-hmm. see with her, her body type. That. She's got a ballet dancer body. She's got the legs. You can tell she's, she's a dancer. Absolutely. She's very graceful. Mm-hmm. And um, then she it says she took up mime and drama. <laughs> it's nice. Mime. Which mime. Awesome. Nicole. Yes. Imagine Nicole awesome. coming in as a mime. Everybody, I want love you to think it. in I would your love head for just that. a moment. I would okay. love to see there her. That would be amazing. Thank you. Yep. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, Thank you. <laughs> you know, she she just is one of those people that, again, very personable, very down to earth. She she has quality input, and I I love the roles she chooses because she she does choose these drama roles, but they're mm-hmm. she she plays a really good like, you know, romantic interest in a drama. She can play a really good, you know, villain. She can be mm-hmm. really, really mean and creepy. Um, yep. I don't know if you saw Perf- Nine Perfect Strangers, um, the miniseries. Yes, I like- yep, she, I it's it. kind of a cult leader. She was great at that. She was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's really good at being, you know, a mom figure, a wife. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, she did Kubrick with, um, with Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. Very, very. <sighs> That specific maybe. type of genre and mm-hmm. it, it is not for everybody it's very weird no, it's not it's it's mm-hmm. a stanley kubrick film so it's going to be weird but yeah you know she's able to do that but also do like you know like i said paddington she's an aquaman i mean come on yeah. um just really <laughs> great and um i just wanted to say she has let me see she's won an oscar she's got um mm-hmm. 
Let me see how many. She's got a lot of nominations. She's got she? a lot of nominations. Like when you look at her IMDb page, they list nominations it's... for all awards, like BAFTAs or mm-hmm. Critics' Choice or Golden Globes. But she's got like over 112 wins. And wow. 260 nominations. Um, she was nominated, let's see, one, two, three, four, five times. She won in 2003 with The Hours playing Virginia Woolf, Amazing. which she wore a prosthetic nose for and everybody lost yep. their minds. But yes. she, she also <laughs> talked about how she really enjoyed wearing it. She thought it made her feel like a different person and not mm-hmm. this person that was maybe seen for her beauty. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, yeah. Um, for her substance, you know, exactly like her, her substance, her contributions, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. She wasn't on the arm of Tom Cruise. Um, right. Now, one thing I want to kind of bring back to last week: she was mm-hmm. in Cold Mountain with um, yes. Natalie Portman, Jude Law, yes. fabulous cast. Mm-hmm. And it, it it says, you know, on the set of Cold Mountain, she gave Natalie Portman the advice to always choose a film by its director. You're never certain Mm. how the movie will turn out, but you're always guaranteed an interesting experience. And in 2010, Portman was like, I keep that in mind anytime I choose a role. I mean, what great advice to get from someone like Nicole Kidman. You know, that's awesome. I I watched an interview with her and Kristen Stewart. They Mm. were interviewing each other. And Kristen Stewart said, did you know that Nicole... Yes. Nicole was originally cast in Panic Room with Kristen Stewart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that they actually spent a couple of weeks together in rehearsal, Kristen Stewart and Nicole Kimmin. And um, anyway, Nicole gave Kristen Stewart, like at 10 years old, that kind of advice too. She's like, just whatever you do. She's just a wise, she, you look at her and you're like, you're very wise. Mm-hmm. She's a very wise woman. And you can see it in any yeah. interviews that you watch with her. Like she's she just, she's not going to be the loudest. Mm-mm. She's going to be the smartest at the table. She's very soft-spoken, mm-hmm. but she everything she says has it holds weight i feel like and it does that's really respectful like i just she's not like hey look at me look at me but she no she's she not. also power she has force mm-hmm. and just gorgeous um meryl streep considers nicole kidman one of her favorite actors and um, <laughs> well, meryl gives you that badge of honor if meryl then. gives you that you're in you're in you're done yeah Hang up your robes. Mm-hmm. No, don't really. I love her. <laughs> um, she yeah. has a production company called Blossom mm-hmm. Films, and um, she's dedicated to supporting artists and exploring new perspectives to bring stories with nice. life. So that you can see that on her website. Um, mm-hmm. She she's just so like I know I say this all the time. She's so mm-hmm. personable. She she wore at mm-hmm. the Met Gala um, a, a dress that she had worn in a Chanel ad years before, and it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're wearing the same dress you wore once, but Nicole Kidman wore it and looked stunning because she's Nicole Kidman. She can do whatever she wants. She could wear a brown paper sock. She can, she really She would make it look glamorous. Just, just amazing. Just amazing. Mm, Um, But I just, you know, I really, when we were, when we were younger, we weren't able to see a lot of stuff. And I just remember there being a lot of talk around eyes wide shut because it was so sexual and open. (laughs) And now I'm like, Oh, that's nothing. But, um, nothing. Yeah. You know, really it it was a big controversy at the time, but I was like, Mm. she's so pretty. And the stuff I had seen her in, you know, I'm trying to remember what I had seen her in. Oh, portrait of a lady, Batman forever. You know, she Batman, was Batman Forever, Forever was my, f- yes, she that was, was my, my first Nicole movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
You've got. I loved Batman Forever. By the Batman way, Batman Forever was my favorite Batman movie. <laughs> Me too. I might have had. I the had poster the poster. On my wall. <gasps> we both did. We did. We did because that was <laughs> yeah. the, you know that was the year that Tommy Lee. That one is mm-hmm. Tommy Lee, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Al Kilmer, Al Kilmer, Drew Dr. Barrymore Bob was like in it. Say. Drew Barrymore was in it, but you've got Nicole Kidman in that red hair, just ugh, glam, like old Hollywood. I was like, glam. who is that? Like, well, that's, who is? That? I'm pretty sure this was the one with Seal, Kissed by a Rose. Yes, on it the was. soundtrack, and boy, yep. did I wear that tape out. <laughs> but yeah, um, me too. So yep. I had seen her in that and I was like, oh, she is doing this movie where she like, but it was mm. great. Um, you know, she was one of her first big ones was far and away um, mm-hmm. in 92. And if you, yep. if you watch it, you can see how much she's changed. Her face has oh, yeah. changed. She was mm-hmm. so youthful and young and she had really yeah. like but gorgeous. Her eyes are so pretty. She had that mm-hmm. natural curly hair and yeah, just stunning woman. Um, but anyway, I, I'm going to kind of get into uh, my favorites here because I think we can okay. talk about a little bit more about her with these. Mm-hmm. Um, number four for me was Practical Magic. I love Practical Magic. You know, it was it, it was in the '90s. It had her and mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock. They were witches yep. that were sisters. We talked yes. about this a little bit last week, and yep. it's it's kind of like this fun, like a witchy. It, it's mm-hmm. really good. It's a really good flick, and it's not gonna you know win any Oscars or anything, but it's a, it's still a really fun watch. Um, but again, she yeah, plays kind of the darker is. role in that. You know, mm-hmm. she is she good at having that kind of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, presence, I guess. Yeah. Just that meteor, like darker mm-hmm. stuff that she has to do in that movie. Cause mm-hmm. she's escaping a abusive relationship too in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an amazing and I'm film. Like, and again, I think we mentioned a witch, bro. Yeah. Last week. I think we said that a lot of newer generations are discovering this movie mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, new generations are discovering it. And I, I love when mm-hmm. that happens. I love it when, yeah. And I, I feel like that's what our parents were like when we were in the nineties, you mm-hmm. know, watching all these old seventies yeah. movies, just yeah. really rediscovering this good film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's such a good movie. It's got Aiden Quinn. I, I love Aiden mm-hmm. Quinn. It's, yeah, it's great. Stalker Channing. Oh, Stalker Channing. She's just, She's, we're going to have to do a soccer episode because she's, we have to, um, my number three is cold mountain. (laughs) Ah, Yeah. Copy paste what I said last week about cold mountain, (laughs) but the thing about Nicole, she, she can do like this modern piece where she looks, she really fits the time, but she can also do Mm -hmm. these period pieces and these costumes and these dresses that she just looks amazing in and cold mountain. If it, oh my God, it is oh, a she's sweeping so beautiful epic. in this movie. She's she is so, so beautiful, gorgeous. It's her role is heartbreaking, heartbreaking, and so strong. Yep. Such a strong mm-hmm. female lead. Like yes. you just, you have to imagine what her life was like mm-hmm. being alone in this area in the Civil War, where all these mm-hmm. people are coming through, and you don't know if they're friend or foe, and just really yep. protecting herself and it. It's amazing. It is a stunning piece of art. If y'all have not seen it, really Mountain, is. I mean, that came out in 03. 
Yeah. I remember going to see that in the theater 20 years ago. I did too. (sighs) There wasn't, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. No. It it, it is one of the best Civil War movies. It's Mm -hmm. up there with glory for me. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, The Others is my second favorite. And it really like, I I might actually change this. I'm going to talk about The Others in a minute (laughs) because Moulin Rouge is my number one. And, and we know why there's a whole episode on <sighs> yep. it. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, she broke her, she broke Incredible. her legs. She's so good. Does all her singing, does her dancing. Fabulous. Fabulous. Stunning. And again, sadder, dramatic character, but mm-hmm. she, there's moments in there where you're just laughing because she's hilarious. Yeah. She's yes. hilarious. Um, yep. But I do want to talk about the others. Okay. Yes. Cause, Cause it's a that's good in creepy. my top four too. Oh, it's yep. so good. The Others is – and when The Others came out, I need to look at the year. It was a big deal because people were like, this movie is not going to be like any movie you've seen. And we're like, yeah, they say that all the time. All the time. But this movie is Wasn't probably – after Moulin Rouge? Yeah, this isn't – yes, it was right after Moulin Rouge. Right after. they both came she out – She had maybe – They both came out in 01. Okay, so two in one year. Like, two in amazing. One. She did three in one Again. year. She did Birthday Girl – Oh, see, I liked oh, that one too. And then she was in Robbie Williams' music video. Oh, I remember that. I do too. Because I was obsessed, video. so I had to like watch we're, everything we she were was very in. obsessed. The others yep. and the others is a movie. It was um written by um Alejandro Amin Aminabar. And um I'm pretty sure he wrote it for like a contest thinking it might make it it's one of the creepiest movies i've ever seen and it, it another mm-hmm. kind of period piece it's more in um world war is it world war 1 or world war 2 i think it's world war 1 oh i i cannot it's during tell one you. of the world it's, wars it's one of them but mm-hmm. it, she plays this mother and she has these two kids and mm. you know she suffers from these these debilitating migraines and mm. her kids you know she's trying to take care of her kids they live in this beautiful manner um, this beautiful house in like England, but it, you know, it's always dreary mm-hmm. and dark outside and you don't really know what's going yeah. on. And then they mm-hmm. start hearing noises like ghosty noises and mm-hmm. it's kind of creepy. And then these people mm-hmm. come to help and yeah, it, like housekeepers, you know, like, gardener, yeah, housekeeper, housekeeper, gardener, yeah. um, you know, in, it is it is terrifying, actually. It's terrifying. And it, it's it's one of those that just <laughs> has a really yeah. good twist. You know, this was around the time of the sixth sense. You know, mm-hmm. we had signs not too much later. Yeah. And it just yeah. really great scary you know, movies. Kind of like we talked about with Silence of the Lambs. You mm. don't have to like show gore no. and guts and no. like slash people Mm-mm. like to get the scare. Like yeah. you can be quiet. It can be quiet. It can it be like, it can build tension. And they do and show some in scary moments, things, but it's not gore. Yeah. It's it's just and it, it, you know I love you know scary the conjuring was great. I love that kind of stuff, but it, I feel like sometimes they show too much because what is in your head is much more terrifying than what you see. Yeah. And they show just enough in this movie to make you genuine want scares. To cry. Like it is yes. so scary. And again, I remember the theater experience and it was so much fun watching yes. it in the theater because everybody those was screaming. moments <laughs> screaming. Everybody was. was so much fun. You just couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't help it because yeah. it was like it, that it, mm-hmm. so well made 
so well made. One of my favorites. It's a beautiful time. movie. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yep. It's gorgeous. The costumes are amazing. The set. Yeah. And you just yep. feel the sense of dread when you're watching it. And it's so mm-hmm. good. If you liked um, House on Haunted Hill, the series, yeah. you're mm-hmm. going to love oh, this movie. Because it just kind of yep. has that vibe mm-hmm. of you. something's wrong here. Something's wrong. But you, you just got to figure it out. <laughs> it's Nicole uh, is so good in this movie. She just she does was. so much. She like, does so much in this movie. She's got fear. She's got anger mm-hmm. at her kids. She's got yeah. depression because her husband's mm-hmm. gone. She doesn't know, you know, and you're trying to piece it all together and it doesn't come together until the end. And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. snap. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. But it's, it's yeah. really good. It's really good. You got to watch it. Um, some of my runners up yeah. here, Portrait of a Lady, another period piece. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Fabulous period Jane Campion. Mm, so good. Um, yep. Batman Forever, we talked about. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. The Hours. She played Virginia Woolf. She was Ugh. nominated for – she won the Oscar for that. She, she won the Oscar. She pulled a Anthony Hopkins and was on the screen for about 25 minutes. And she won <laughs> yep. an Oscar with mm-hmm. a prosthetic nose because she is a Such. badass. Um, she is. Before I go to sleep, I really liked this one. This is kind of like an yeah. early 2000 mm-hmm. thriller where she mm-hmm. she plays this woman and she goes to sleep and forgets everything. Like she has amnesia and then some stuff starts to change and it's really good. It's a good one. Um, if you haven't seen Big Little Lies on HBO. Oh my gosh. The Big first... Little Lies. She, yeah. she was – first of all, that, that show – the casting on that mm-hmm. show was done so well. The people who were in their roles were the people who mm-hmm. were meant to be in their roles. And she yep. plays the wife of this very, I mean, you've got Alexander Skarsgård and yeah. a beautiful man. And she plays mm-hmm. his wife. And, you know, you, she's this beautiful, powerful woman, but also I can't, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but, you know, you don't expect mm. that from her, but she, yeah. She does it so well. Um, things are not as they seem. Things are not as they couple. seem. You know, they're the beautiful couple. They're the beautiful the couple. The they have everything. Life. But you know, they there's skeletons everything. in those closets. And mm-hmm. the the way it, it's portrayed on the screen, just oh, it's heart-wrenching. Some of her best work. Some of her best yeah. work, I think, in her career Absolutely. that she did on that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Stepford Wives. She, mm. if you want like a Stepford wife, look at Nicole Kidman, tall, beautiful <laughs> measurements, everything. She looks mm-hmm. like a Stepford wife. She is beautiful. Um, the Goldfinch was really good. Also not a, not a happy piece. The book is very long. If you haven't read the book, get the auto audio book. So good, but really great, great movie. And then one movie that I, I want to talk about that kind of got swept under the radar is the beguiled mm-hmm. um it I is a period piece movie. but it's also a horror and it's it's crazy it is a wild ride of a movie mention that one too oh, I'm so glad good you too so good it's I sophia coppola movie. it's sophia, sophia. coppola mm-hmm. um i was blown away by this movie and i'm so shocked that it did not make noise like it her didn't other make movies noise. do it didn't make noise. It was in 2017, you know, and yeah. it, it, you've got Elle Fanning, uh, Kirsten mm-hmm. Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, um, Kevin, Colin then, Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. It, it, Colin Farrell plays the guy in that movie. Uh-huh. And if you've <laughs> seen it, you know what I'm talking about, but you've, you've got to watch uh-huh. it. It's another Civil War era piece. 
but it has a different feel than Cold Mountain. Oh, it yeah. is not the same. Oh, yeah. Not, not the, the same. same. You're going to be shocked. Um, such a feminist piece, I think. It is a feminist like. piece, but it's also a feminist piece that so. maybe goes a little too far because it, they're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. And it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, my God. I loved it. I so loved good. it so much. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's um, – that's that's Nicole. She's just that's one of your, my favorites. Okay. What who what are your top four for Nicole? All right. I feel like we have similar ones in the top four. So I put Cold Mountain at number four. That's I'm so weird in that. Like I could rewatch that movie no, anytime. Amazing. If it's on, I'm gonna rewatch it. No, it's a long it's so good. like epic movie that's not happy, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I also love I love the friendship that her and the and Renee Zellweger's oh. character had in that movie. Like they uh-huh. formed a like really awesome female friendship in that movie, uh-huh. and they kind of like empowering. did things They're very empowering, empowering on their yeah. own because they had to um, during that time. I love it. It's a beautiful. We've we've talked a lot about it's just, it. The, um, the the cinematography is outstanding. It is outstanding photography. And I'm not going to say again that it looks better than any movies that are made right now because movies right now look like crap, but sorry, but they do. You can tell they're filmed in front of a green screen. And a lot of uh, them are, but this was definitely on location. And Cold Mountain is on location. You have that If you miss cinematography on location, watch Cold Mountain. Just for that. Okay. I'm going to put... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put so the others about this. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, about things. Too. I'm gonna try to not mention that in an episode, but it's hard when we go back and revisit these. It like, is. It's really it hard is. to be like, uh, these movies look better than any movie. It's just made changed. Right it's changed. Yeah, it has changed. And I, yeah. I feel like a lot of the scary movies with the CGI and stuff. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you lost me with that monster because like, yeah. it looks. I no. can tell it's fake. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three is the others, and we just talked about mm. the others. That maybe just blew my mind. It will make you want to up. sleep with the lights on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. It's scary. Um, I'm putting number two to die for. I feel like this is um <sighs> so good. one of her best performances. If y'all haven't watched it, it go watch it. It is early Nicole. Um, early Nicole, early nineties. This movie is about like a news broadcaster. That's just like seeking fame and it's called to die for. Um, and this is pre like social media, pre the world that we exist in right now. Like this movie was so ahead of its time in that way. And she's ruthless. Pretty ruthless. She's ruthless. Dark, dark comedy, like dark comedy, very dark comedy, very dark satire, very dark satire, dark satire. Uh, go watch it, people. Go watch she it. Just, it's, she just, oh, and yeah. Malice. I forgot Malice. Yeah. Malice is so good. Oh, yeah. Malice. Yeah. She has so many credits. Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And then Moulin Rouge is my number one because this Obviously. is the movie that, that made us fall in love, I think, with Nicole. And then mm-hmm. we had to discover her. Well, and like we, did, we said, yeah. and we did, like we went back and revisited the movies that we couldn't watch okay. growing up. Um, I just, I respect her in so many ways because she does so, like, she's not in it for the mainstream um, attention. She, like you said, like she says, work the directors and the experience Mm -hmm. and the art and the storytelling um, 
is what matters. And I just, I respect that so much. So runner up, runner up, I put portrait of a lady too. I put the hours too. Big little eyes. Uh, Boy Erased, I have to mention, was a Boy Erased was pretty, really good. Yeah. pretty recent. It was a pretty recent one. It's a tough watch. Like, I'll mm-hmm. never rewatch it just because personal mm-hmm. experience. But um, it's a Baptist family with a gay kid that comes out that goes to conversion therapy. She plays the mom. It's a real mm-hmm. family, so she plays the Heavy. real mom. Heavy. Yep. Uh, I also wanted to mention, just because we're talking about Yellow Jackets a lot, Karen Kusama, who's involved in Yellow Jackets, she directed this movie called The Destroyer that came oh. out, I think, 20, oh, it's been recent, 2019 uh, 2018. 2018. Um, Nicole, like, completely transforms. She in does this. not look like Nicole. She does not look like Nicole. It's kind of like Karen when Charlize on did yes, Monster. Monster. She does yes. not look like Nicole. It's a small independent film directed by Karen Kusama. I love that Nicole works with a lot of female directors uh-huh. too, by the way. I love uh-huh. that. Um, it's she transformed. It's a tough, tough watch, but she goes there because she's Nicole and she does that all the time. Um, the Beguiled, I'm so glad you brought that up because that, that is one it. of my favorite movies. It's just so Me too. It darkly is one of my yeah, amazing. Darkly amazing. It's dark. It's dark. It has a lot to say about um, feminism, men, women, uh, worship of men. Just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you, it goes there in a, very, in a very metaphorical way. Yeah, it's it, and that's what you yeah. have to keep in mind. It's metaphorical, but it's also yeah, wow, just wow. Okay. Uh, Gosh, I have a lot on my list. Like, um, some did you see Margot at the wedding? Margot at the wedding. And I have a little tidbit about that. Nope. She yeah. and um, she, Jack Black and Jennifer Jason Lee all lived together when they were filming that, so that they could get That's more awesome. of a feel of like that dysfunctional mm-hmm. family. Yeah, great. I love that. Just great. I love it. Um, I loved Birth. Did you ever watch Birth? I don't know if I've watched Birth. I'm like she has so many. She has so many like small independent films that she, again will not be mainstream. Really small ones too. There was an article recently, like because you know the Cannes Film Festival is out right now, but apparently Birth made a huge. It was a controversy back then um, when it premiered, but since then I think people have discovered this movie as being kind of a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm it's like, crazy. a lot of people are going dis- to discover Nicole's movies as masterpieces, mm-hmm. like years later, because she's doing that again. The small, well, she independent has that. Stuff. She has that quality about her. Like she's selective, and she does really mm-hmm. good roles. She just performs really. She good and roles. she's worked with some of the best directors of the last thirty. Absolutely. Years. Like you name a director, she's they want to work with Nicole. She's worked with them and they want to work with her. Well, she seems extremely professional. She's going to bring some really good input. She works hard. Mm -hmm. She'll, she'll do whatever she needs to for that role. And it's, she's a 100% professional. She is. Do you know another movie that I love? We mentioned this, but Bewitched. Um, I love that. Bewitched one. with her and Will Ferrell. She can she can be in a movie with Will Ferrell. I know. 
be hilarious. It's bonkers to me and because love- she's so yeah. She's just this huge dramatic force, and then she can go do that, mm-hmm. and it's funny. It's really funny. It is, and I just, I, I just have so much respect for her. And mm-hmm. like I said, she, um, it was a actress that I discovered after high school, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Besides Batman, mm-hmm. besides the Batman movie. Um, well, I mean, she was in then- that. She was there, but she was always one of the more like adult actresses like, like my parents the, went you know on mm-hmm. date nights to go mm-hmm. watch any nicole kidman movie yeah. like we i knew wasn't allowed her, you know but we really didn't yeah we didn't have much exposure because we couldn't watch those movies Mm-mm. right <laughs> just whatever and then moulin rouge came around and we're just like obsessed. yeah we went nuts obsessed. we went nuts we went because nuts. <laughs> she was just amazing just amazing in that film it, it, I, it, it I, shot I, her I, into like just, mainstream like like I feel like it introduced her to our a younger generation too, like us. It did. Yeah, Kristen Stewart said in that interview that she was equally obsessed with Moulin Rouge, and that was the movie that she just became obsessed with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, um, and knew every line to every song and every line in the movie. How can and you not? That was if you. I just don't. How can you not? It's so good. How can you not? No, I just, um, I don't know. I just, I think she's one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. I really do put her up. No, she like, is as far she as, is as acting. One of my top favorite actresses. As far as like skill level and acting mm-hmm. skills. And she's, again, I watched this other interview with her where the interviewer was like, do you know that you are one of the best of all time? And like, the awards and mm-hmm. the nominations and all these things. And she's just like, stop, like, please don't. I'm not no, very, the humble. interviewer was like, I'm the interviewer was like, you really think that you are not that great. And she's like, no, I think sometimes I can be good. Um, other times I'm not. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the greatest. So just stop right there. Like, don't talk anymore about it. So anyway, just, I love that. Fantastic she thinks that. It, I know. It, just fantastic. fantastic. I just. And it, like I said, she's got like 15 upcoming projects coming yeah, up. Like, I don't a know. Ton. A ton. Uh, she's going to be. And she was recently, uh, she played Lucille Ball in uh, Being yes. the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. If you ha- if you play Lucille Ball, you've got some chops, I feel like. You have to have yeah. chops to play Lucy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that movie. It wasn't my favorite, Nicole. But. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember there being controversy, like, Nicole can't be cast as Lucy. I'm like, who doubts Nicole to be in any performance? If you get Nicole, she's going to deliver. She's going to deliver. She's going to deliver. She will. She, yeah, she she's in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that is listed here, upcoming projects. So she's she's definitely... It's still with it. She's she's gonna be busy, and I love mm-hmm. um like you you mentioned the Hulu show, mm-hmm. Nine, Nine Perfect, Perfect Strangers. Strangers. I love Big Little Lies. I love the TV that she's doing because I think again she cares more about character and story mm-hmm. and director and the team that she's with that she's not too snobby to be like I can't do TV, you know. Exactly. I think that's gone. I think it's well, gone. And, and, and TV thing. is so it, it, like like film has changed. The landscape of TV has changed, and and I've said it before, but it's mm-hmm. like they're like extended movies, and 
she you've got you've got a role like her in big little lies where she's she's kind of a passive wife you know and that's her role and then you have her in this nine perfect strangers and she's pretty much a cult leader and rising you're just like what she she's so talented in that aspect she is so talented she is yeah. Well, I think we uh, about took those year off about these two amazing ladies. But, I think um, we did too. I hope y'all have some good recommend. Like, I hope y'all got some good recommendations <laughs> from us to go watch these films because they're they're just phenomenal. Go watch them. Um, if you haven't watched these movies, they're classics. They're iconic. They're they legends, really are. and they're not going to let you down. Yeah, like they're just not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I, I want to go. I want to go watch the others right now. Like, me too. With all the lights on. <laughs> It's a great. Me too. I don't want to give anything away. It's just great. Yeah, it yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Shyamalan type of twist. He, he's not the director, but you know how he has those big twists at the end. It's it's that kind of movie. Um, yeah, very good, very good, very good. So, who are we doing next week, Andra? Mm. All right, Shelly. So we we realize we have one more week left mm-hmm. in this month. Yeah, mm-hmm. to we do. do one more episode. It's too hard to pick, so it's we just really thought, hard. let's just do a, a super Jodie Foster episode together, like we did the Kate Winslet yeah, episode. Yeah, we're going to do a Jodie episode, because if if mm-hmm. you look at all these actresses we talk about, they've got some mm-hmm. kind of connection to Jodie Foster, yeah. and Jodie Foster <laughs> is just, you know, I talked a little bit about her when we were doing Silence of the Lambs in our first episode, mm-hmm. but I, I really wish I could have gone a little bit more in into depth with her. She's been mm-hmm. acting since she was a kid. I mean... In you want to talk about a prolific career, she's got one, but she's also very, very talented and and chooses her films wisely. And I love Jodie Foster. I love Jodie. I do too. And I feel like she's been a trailblazer in so many ways, not Mm -hmm. just acting, child act, child Mm -hmm. actors, um, a child actor that really kept it together. In mm-hmm. her adulthood, you know, which yep. that is not to, not to, um, demean anybody that wasn't able to, because the pressures of Hollywood, mm-hmm. the abuse, all that, right. she really, yeah. she just transitioned very easily. It felt like, mm-hmm. you know, she made that yeah. transition. Like she spans decades. She spans decades. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about somebody that's been in people's lives for mm-hmm. a very long time. She everybody had. knows Jodie Foster. Yeah. And everybody. I mean, I think everybody loves her. I do. And mm-hmm. also just being an out, like now she's an out mm-hmm. um, woman mm-hmm. that came out later on in her career. And yeah. I just can't imagine keeping that for a very long time. But anyway, just felt natural to just do a super Jody episode. Absolutely. So we're going to do that. So we're, yeah, we're going to do that next week. It's going to be great. Um, we'll have mm-hmm. some good conversation, but you know, and yeah, really fun, really excited. Yes. So All right, Shelly. Okay, Andra. So uh, I've got to go watch some good movies now because this just got me amped. Me too. It got me amped. Me I'm like, too. I've got to go watch these movies again. <laughs> so good. Same. So good. Same. And watch that interview with her on Jimmy Fallon because it will make you laugh. Yeah. It's a delightful it's funny. nine minutes of your life. You'll, yeah, it's you'll worth love it. it. Yep. Worth it. Yep. Okay, right, my Shelley. friend. Have a good week. You too. Yes. Okay. (laughs) We'll see y'all next week, guys. Bye. Bye.